We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. All right. Um, let's sit there for a second. <clears throat> there have been um, multiple studies that state we produce upwards to 50,000 thoughts per day. 50,000. On average, we, we, we produce upwards to 50,000 thoughts per day. And that may be, not, might not be Jordan's case, but everybody else produces upwards to 50,000 thoughts per day. Um, I thought that was significant. And even once you start to, to dive into that, to that study, you have other um, scientists or those who, who study this, this type of thing that would say we, we have more like 64 or 6,500 thoughts per day because the thoughts are repetitive. So they categorize them and they put them all in the same category, right? But nonetheless, it's still 50,000 thoughts depending on how you, you, you chop it up. Um, one other study, though, that I, that I came across um, states that of those 50,000 thoughts that we have, 60 to 80% of them are negative. 60 to 80% of our, our 50,000 thoughts are negative. Now, when I first heard that number, I said, that's a little excessive. I did. I said, there, there, is, there, is, there is no way that 60 to 80% of my thoughts, Pastor Wanzel Underwood's thoughts, are negative. Well, are they? Are they? I said to myself, I, um, I'm a positive, upbeat person. Um, I have a good outlook on life. I love Jesus. Um, I love my family. I have a beautiful wife. I have good friends. I have a good life. There is no way that my thoughts are 60 to 80% negative. But then I, I started to think, and, I, and I'm going to press everybody in this room to do this. I started to think about what I think about. And it scared me. Scared me. Because what I found out is that I have a lot more negative thoughts or negating thoughts than I gave myself credit for. I have negative thoughts or negating more negating thoughts than I gave myself credit for. I have a lot more thoughts that don't agree with who I am in Christ Jesus than I thought. I have a lot more thoughts that don't agree with my circumstances according to the word of God than I thought. Here's one that's going to get you. I have more negating thoughts about them, whoever them are, than I should. I have a lot more negative thoughts than I ever thought that I had. Once I started to think about what I think about, I found out that it might not be 80% but I got a whole lot of negative thoughts. 
And, 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 if, and if, check this, if you did the math and if you did it on yourself, you would find that you're somewhere in, on that spectrum. You have significant amounts of negative thoughts. And here's what I found out. It doesn't mean that I'm a negative person. I'm not a curmudgeon. It doesn't mean that you're a negative person because you have negative thoughts. But what it does prove is that I have a fallen state of mind. My, 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 my resting mind is just negative. If, if, if you did just a little bit of work and, and you went back to, to, to the book of Genesis chapter 3 and, and looked at the fall, the moment they pulled f- from, from, from the fruit, the moment they ate the fruit, the moment they sinned, their minds were bombarded by negative and negating thoughts. The moment they sinned, Their minds were overtaken by negating thoughts. Oh, there's something wrong with you. There's something missing on you. There's something missing on me too. And then watch this now. It went from just negating thoughts to negative thoughts, and then it turned into anxiety. Let's go hide from God. He's going to do something to us. we got to hide from him. I just want you to see that our fallen state of mind is just resting negatively. That is, that, that is just who we are as a seed of Adam. Our mind just rests in the negative. It rests there. I know that you're positive, and I know that you think positively, but I want you to start questioning all of these negative thoughts that you just entertain every single day, that you just keep on repeat in your mind every single day, these trains of thought, these negative trains of thought that keep taking you to negative places. Somebody shout a fallen state of mind. I found out that it is our fallen state of mind that the enemy gets to do his best work. It is our fallen state of mind that makes it easy for us to develop negative trains of thought that lead to anxiety and depression and suicide and stress. This is the, this is the desired result of the enemy. He seeks to kill, steal, and do what? He wants to destroy the image of God. So I looked at that. Then I looked at our text. And Paul gives us this so practical, powerful instruction on how to develop and maintain a Christian state of mind. Somebody say, not a a fallen state of mind. Not a New York state of mind. A Christian state of mind. I want you to see how easy this stuff is. Listen, y'all, it's going to change your life if if, if you work with it. Let's go to the text. Go to verse four. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, 
Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. I want you to write down this first simple point. And it is the phrase, pray to God. Somebody say that with me. Pray Pray. to God. God. Paul says, instead of being anxious about everything, pray about everything. He says, don't keep rehearsing in your mind all of the possible ways that this is going to go wrong and this is coming to a a, a deadly end. Stop rehearsing this stuff in your mind. Instead of rehearsing it in your mind, pray to God, say the words to God, get it off of your heart, get it out of your mind, and give it to God by means of prayer. Stop rehearsing it in your mind. Stop playing it over and over again in your mind. Stop vetting this all the way out with with details that haven't even happened yet. Stop being anxious about everything and just say those words, the things that are driving you to this point. Say those words through a means of prayer to God. Somebody shout, pray to God. The Greek word that Paul uses here for the word pray has multiple definitions, but one of the definitions means prayers addressed to God. Stating my words to God. We have a terrible habit of stating our words to everybody else, but never stating them to the one that can do and fix anything addressing my words as if I was writing a letter, I would address it to God. The problem that we have is that God is always finding out about your issues from somebody else because you went to them and said, pray for me instead of going to God yourself and praying for yourself. He says, address your words to me. Tell me what's going on in your mind. Specifically, oh gosh, specifically when it comes to mind issues, when I'm dealing with stuff in my mind and I'm dealing with negating thoughts and negative thoughts and anxiety, it does me no good to write my letter to everybody else. I have to tell God because he is the one that can do and will do anything. He says, pray to God. We are so quick. Oh, my. Can can you just pray for me? You asking for prayer before you get down on your knees and pray for yourself. He says, say the words to me. Stop. Oh, God. Listen, I have nothing against a counselor. But a counselor can't help you if God don't help you. (laughs) A counselor can't help you if God don't help you. You better say the words to the one that can help you. We will tell our spouse. We will tell our friend. We will tell our pastor. We will tell everybody but God. He says, address that letter to me. And stop sending it to everybody else. I got to find out from your husband what's wrong with you. Why I got to go do that? Somebody shout, pray to God. The other part of this word, prayer, means to have a suitable place to pray. 
word he uses means to have a, a suitable place for prayer. Whenever you look in scripture, specifically at the Old Testament, whenever the Israelites got away and they were in captivity and they were away from Jerusalem, away from the temple, they longed to get back to the temple because it was the place that they can freely say words to God. I'm going to tell you something very practical and very simple. You better have a space where you can say the words verbally to God. You have to have a space, whether it's in your closet, wherever it is in your house, whether it is your car, you have to have a free space where you can say the words to God. You have to have a suitable place. Somebody shout suitable. suitable. We just talked about prayer. When is prayer happening here? This, this Saturday? Saturday the 27th. This is a suitable place for you to come pray. And we typically have a handful of people that show up to a suitable place to go pray. Paul says this is extremely valuable. So now, not just the temple, right? Not, 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 not just the church because we know that we are the church. So listen to what he says here. Find a suitable place, a free place, so that you can say the words to God. I have to make sure that my mind and my heart is a suitable place for me to say the words to God. Sometimes I can be so bound up with what I got going on that I can't even get the words out of my mouth to say, Lord, I need help with this. I have to, oh gosh, I have to silence the voice of the enemy at times so that I can just get the words out. He be talking so loud and talking over you that I can't even talk to the one that can help me. He says, listen to me, make sure you settle yourself. Calm your spirit down so that you can get in front of me and say the words. Somebody shall say the words. I got to get to a space where I can say the words. I have to be able to tell him, Lord, I need help with this. If you don't fix my mind, it's not going to fix. And that has to happen in me sometimes. I got to be a, a suitable place so I can pray. Pastor, Pastor, I'll I, I, I be trying, but, 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 but I, 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 I hear contradictions when I start to pray. I have to silence the voice of the enemy. I have to calm myself in the spirit so I can get the words to my father. Listen, oh gosh, oh. Sometimes the enemy has not been held accountable because you haven't said it yet. He knows that if you get, if you get it out of your mouth, he's going to be held accountable in the spirit realm. But he keeps your mouth shut. He makes it difficult for you to pray because he knows that victory is in your voice. It's in your words. And if these words get to my father, boy, you got trouble. I'm trying to get you to understand in this place that prayer is powerful. Pray to God. Say the words to God. We spend more time crying to people about what we've got going on. And God is saying, baby, I'm just waiting for you to say the words to me. <laughs> oh, I'm, about to say, I'm about to say it. Let's get the next point. Somebody shout pray to God. Is this stuff not simple? I, I promise you I was mad. I, I just got to pray. I just got to pray to you. I just got to say the words to you. That's, that's the first part? Okay, let's, let's get the next part. Watch this. Verse 6. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Point number one was pray to God. Point number two is petition God. Somebody shout petition God. One of the biggest mistakes we make, and I'm, I'm staying with what Paul is dealing with. He's dealing about anxiety and, and things of the mind. One of the biggest mistakes we make is when, when we have these negating thoughts and these trains of thought that, that tend to bind us up and, and keep us bound to things, we don't petition God. We pray to God but we don't petition God. Now, Paul's a brilliant man. If, if you understand anything about Scripture, you know that Paul is one of the smartest men in Scripture. If Paul, would under, if Paul thought that prayer was one word, he would have used one word. He would have said prayer, but he said prayer and petition. I'm going to keep it real simple for you before I get the rest of my stuff. You, you, you have not because you... Watch this now. As it relates to matters of your mind, when you get before God down on your knees, it is not time to pray for world peace. You have a multitude of prayers that you can, there's prayers of adoration, there's prayers of faith, there's prayers of submission. But Paul says there needs to be a specific prayer when you're battling in your mind, and it needs to be a prayer of petition. God, I need you to fix my mind. God, I'm sick of thinking this way. God, I need you. There has to be a petition. I have to ask God. You ever get on the phone with somebody and ain't got nothing to say? What you call me for? Watch this now. We get down on our knees and we've got God on the line and we don't say nothing. We ain't asking for nothing. There needs to be a prayer of petition, and there is a difference. It is not time for the art thou's and, and you are glorious and, and, and you are momentous, oh Lord, and all of these different. That's good. You may enter in with that. You may, you may enter his gates with that, but you better finish with the question. I know this might sound beneath you because you've been saved all your life, but somebody in this place don't know that they have to ask. I, I didn't know you wanted to go because you never asked. Freedom is yours. Take that back. Freedom is mine, and I'll give it to you, but you haven't asked for it yet. I got to ask. And I'm going to tell you what the enemy does to me. This is a testimony for Pastor, of Pastor Wanzel. The enemy will, will say to me, don't ask him for too much. Don't be a bother. <clears throat> but the enemy knows that if I get these words to my father, my father's going to come see about me. So he will keep me caught up in the thought, in a train of thought, that I don't want to aggravate God. Do you know how much God does? Can you fathom how much he does and what he, and, and what he has to sustain and what he does? The little question that you have from him ain't nothing. He'll come today. He will have a, a, a legion of angels headed your way if you just ask for it. Somebody shall ask. ask. <clears throat> yeah. 
I just got to pray to God. Cody, I got to pray to God first. Then I got to petition God. I'm talk- Listen to me. I don't want to get you confused. I'm talking about when it comes to dealing with your mind and your thoughts. There is nothing else that can fix it. If you don't ask, if you don't pray to God and ask, you'll be in that cycle the rest of your life. The counselor will be able to talk you down for a while, but it just won't fix. Getting high will numb you for a while, but you'll be back to it by tomorrow. I'm talking about when you want to fix. Point number one was what? Do you hear how simple this stuff is? The second point was what? Jordan, does it get any easier than that? Pray to God. Petition God. Now watch this. This is where I got mad. Let's go to verse. Let's go back to verse four. We'll read it all. Rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again. Rejoice. Excuse me. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the peace of the the God of peace will be with you. Final point for today. And we'll pick this conversation up in two weeks. Third point is positive pondering. Say that with me, positive pondering. Let's do it better than that, positive Positive. pondering. Pondering. Now, (laughs) this is where I got upset with myself. Because I never caught, and we can work the text back up to four if you want to, but I never caught that Paul was giving us a recipe for the peace of God a literal recipe. So now if you wanted to, you can go back up to verse 4 and work in rejoice, right? Um, so so if, the recipe, if the recipe for the peace of God, we, he just broke it down for us, it would be one part rejoice, yeah? It'll be one part pray, one part petition, a handful of thanksgiving, right? Then he says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. That's the part where we mess up. Because he says, um, after you, you, you put these ingredients together, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. I don't yet have peace. I have peace guarding my vulnerable heart and my vulnerable mind. I don't have it. It's just guarding my heart. 
in my mind. Come here, Ezra. <coughs> Charlie. like the right side better. You go over here. You two stay right here. Stay right in front of me. Turn that way. Stand over there. So, Paul says, I rejoice, I pray, I petition, I throw in some thanksgiving, and then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard, the peace of God will guard my mind and my heart. So now, what happens in that moment after I pray is that the peace of God, which is guarding me, doesn't allow it to get to me. So when, when it tries to get to me, it's, it's playing guard. I don't yet have this peace. It's just guarding me. So this is how, on a Monday, your boss just got on your nerves. But you got down on your knees and prayed. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, allowed you on a Tuesday to look at him with joy. It doesn't allow it to get to me. Yeah? Stand back over there. But here's what the peace of God won't do. Once I get down on my knees and I pray with, with prayer, petition, thanksgiving, and I, get, and I get up from there, but I set my mind on things that are opposite of the peace that just showed up in my life, I just, I, I just betrayed my guard. So I bring these things back into my life and into my heart because I let my mind get back in that track. So that is the reason why after I prayed and I poured myself out to God, it just comes right back because as soon as I got up, I allowed, I allowed that thought to come back into my mind. I allowed that anger to get back into my heart, and I fell back into agreement with it. What Paul wants us to see is that peace is not yet mine. It is guarding me from the things that want to get to me. It is guarding me from the things that want to take my joy. And it is guarding me because my heart is now vulnerable because I spoke these things out into the atmosphere where the enemy could get them. So now I have to make sure that I've got guard because he's coming on attack to make sure he takes what I just gave to God. So watch this. Go sit down. Thank you, guys. Get him a hand. Watch this. Watch this. <clears throat> so watch. Watch what Paul says. Watch it now. This is the key. He didn't finish the ingredients. That's where we get caught up at. Pastor Wanzel, I prayed, I gave petition. Now watch what he says. Because I heard peace, I stop. He says, <clears throat> let's go up to the top. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We get left right here. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Watch what he says. Finally, brethren, there's more to the ingredients, brothers. 
Here's the next ingredient. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it to practice. Watch his last words. And the, and the God of peace will be with you. I just don't want it guarding me. I want the peace of God to be with me. You see, that is how I can walk through the valleys of the shadow of death and fear no evil because you, sir, are with me. When Jesus got ready to leave this earth, he says, my peace I give to you. Not my peace that I let guard you. I give my peace to you. I don't just want it to guard in me. I want it in me. So we stay in this cycle, y'all, because as soon as we get up off of our knees, we feel better. And we last for a day. But tell your neighbors there are more ingredients. There's more ingredients. We have to start thinking different, be intentional about thinking different, picking new paths on how to think so I don't fall back into those same grooves that got me to the place that I'm in. And after you do all this, finally, brethren, after you start thinking on these things, then the peace of God will be with you. Listen to me, y'all. Peace is mine. But I can't betray peace. I cannot betray peace by the way that I think. I I, I can't allow myself to fall back into the same way I was thinking before I gave it all to God. We release all this stuff to God and we tell him exactly what's on our mind. and and, and, And deliverance is there for you and peace is there and freedom is there for you. But we find ourselves right back in the same situation a day later. Because we fell back into the same thoughts. God's peace because he doesn't reside in time. God's peace is eternal. When Jesus said, my peace I give to you, I'm supposed to keep it. How often do you give your peace away? Mm -mm. They didn't take your peace. You gave your peace away. I want to be clear in this moment. They didn't take your peace. You gave it. Before before you showed up, before they showed up, because you started thinking the same way you were thinking before you got down on your knees, you had already given it away. It's already done. Paul says, listen, got to pray. You've got to petition God and ask God. You, you, you have not because you ask not. But if you don't start thinking different, it's not a prayer that you can pray that's going to fix it. Until your mind changes, it's not going to fix. So Paul says, listen. If you want peace, 
ponder on these things. Don't be bound to anxiety. Don't be bound to bitterness. Don't be bound to negativity. Don't be bound to your fallen state of mind. Develop and maintain a Christian state of mind. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.